Talk Thursday Night Live for August the 12th, 2021, and I'm Donald Wayne. And I'm Dennis Lee. Welcome oh my goodness. BP, welcome. Hey, <laughs> BP. <laughs> BP, how are you? I I, I got to... I got to pull that down just a little bit. You got, you got me in your ear a little hot there, Donald? Oh my gosh, it sounds like you're... <laughs> <laughs> it's it's way too hot way too wow. freaky My way goodness. too freaky <laughs> so working may- i hear you bp i hear you working working on the great um yeah we're live again okay are you humming <laughs> I'm just testing the audio there, Donald Wayne. Oh, okay. He's doing a sound check in my yes. ear. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, it's uh, kind of like uh, we're getting used to this live thing again, Dennis Lee. It might become uh-huh. a habit. It might uh-huh. become a habit. It's one of those habits that you can't break when you uh, get started. Yeah, this is true. So, how was your day? It was extraordinary. How about yours? Oh, gee, I don't know if I can top that. <laughs> well, I, I didn't tell you how it was extraordinary. It, it, it was, oh, well, I don't even want to know. <laughs> oh, my some, goodness. Some unusual event occurred that doesn't usually occur. I don't know. Uh, you know, nothing nothing to talk about. It was just a, it was a good day. It was a, <laughs> You know, it's ups and downs, it's trials and tribulations, but at the end of the day, we made it back home. A true American story. What can I say? <laughs> I, mean, really, I, I don't know how you can paint it any brighter. <laughs> oh, gosh. Jeez. Well, so to kind of celebrate this event of being live again uh dennis lee and i talked about doing a contest doing another contest we haven't done one in a while no we have not uh we planned to do one in the spring and that for some reason it didn't work but so we're going to do a a, another little contest another little ditty where we can give something away and uh you want to kind of fill in on that a little bit well, yeah, what we've uh, put together is, you know, we're, we're working to boost our following 
everywhere um, on all social media platforms, but uh, especially on Twitter. And basically, if you'll take the word of the night, which Donald Wayne will say at some point during the show, and you will tweet it to us on either one of our Twitter handles, then you will be in the running for um, a prize. Yes. Uh, well, those cla- we give the clap away for free, BP. I mean, you don't have to do much for that, but... <laughs> uh, well, yeah, well, it depends on on who who it is. But um, some yeah, people work so harder than others. Be be listening for the secret word. We're not really not a secret because we're going to tell you. So yeah, listen I mean, for the word of the night. From yeah, Donald we're Wayne we're, we're going to uh, give you, give you thirty words, and you got to guess which one yeah, is the right which one. Which one then. is it? I don't know. Oh, well, yeah, so, we just thought that'd be fun. So do you want to? Give out the prize. You want to tell what the prize is now? You want to go there? Yeah, we can go ahead and go there. Um, I'll tell you what, you know, you'll enter in, and then the ones who's chosen from for the contest um, will get a copy of Mark Levin's book, American Marxism. And uh, it'll actually have a little extra in there because it will be signed by uh, Donald Wayne and moi. So, uh, you know, have that in case, you know, one day you never know what could happen. Yeah. And for a good mood, we might even sign Mark Levin's name in there. I mean, you know, it may have some pizza sauce on it or something. I don't know. No telling. But it'll be it'll be one of a kind. Let's just put it that way. Well, it's on the bestsellers list. I've been intending to get one for myself. So I'm I'm hoping that I can enter the contest and win something. But, uh, yeah, um, I've been yeah, wanting to. You, t- <laughs> you can't uh, enter the contest, Donald Wayne. My goodness. Uh, I, I can tweet you, and then you could tweet me. But um, uh, Well, I don't think that's allowed here in Georgia. Oh, is that's that just, is that nepotism? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, sounds like it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, I, 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 I am going to get a copy of that book because uh, I've been wanting to read it. Especially considering the state of affairs we are in today in this country, uh, I think it it's, it's supposed to be a, a real good book. It's on the bestsellers list, and it uh, kind of gives you all those warning signs of socialism, which th- they're abounding in this country right now. Oh yeah. So anyway, we got that, and and the word will will share that with you later in the show. Yeah, get be little, listening. Get a little further along. Yeah, don't fall asleep. Uh, don't run out for a snack at that time because it'll be quick. So uh, I thought I'd share a little story, Dennis Lee, if that works for you. Uh, yeah, sure. What, what I did do today, um, I was, I, I guessed it on a podcast show called uh, Jim Stroud's Things I Think About podcast and it's um it's actually he's he's been podcasting for a number of years he he started back in the early 2000s but he's he's done a number of podcasts different subjects he's done work related podcast um but he said that uh, he got into podcasting in in the format he's in now last year right about the time the the George Floyd incident occurred last year. So he said he was inspired to uh, start doing a podcast 
again of this type because of that particular incident and uh, because of all the protests that were going on and, of course, the backlash against the police and people of certain persuasion. So uh, it, I had a good time. It was uh, very interesting. He's, he's a very strong conservative, so it kind of meshed. <laughs> it's n- no one that I could shock or he couldn't shock me. There you go. Um, which helps. Um, we we talked about a number of issues, and the funny thing is, another thing that kind of lets lets you know that that uh, our podcast and and Jim's are kind of in sync is is that we talked about some subjects today on his show that you and I talk about quite often on our show. So, oh nice. <laughs> uh, you know, of course, he talked about. Uh, race issues and um he asked me if i thought uh, that they if they were as bad as liberals try to make them out to be in this country and uh, and then of course i brought up a point that i actually uh, it's not an original i heard it on the news the other day he said well if america's a uh, if if there's a lot of white racists in america today how in the world did barack obama get elected president twice so i thought that was a pretty good point um, well, that, that especially since, sense. I mean, well, uh, you know, because, uh, there was a lot of white people that voted for Barack Obama. Oh yeah. Um, we talked about the border illegal crossings and uh, the effect of the COVID, you know, uh, spreading and so forth. And, and just how in the world, you know, uh, liberals continue to allow that situation to develop on the border. Uh, we're now at 1,200,000 people that have come in illegally this year. Uh, talked about COVID mandates. Also talked about, and this was funny because I just, I did a mini pod last night about the Oregon governor. I don't know if you've heard this story, Dennis Lee, about this Kate Brown, that uh, she's the governor of Oregon. And she signed right. into, into law uh, that they were that you no longer had to be proficient in reading and writing uh, or math before you graduate from high school. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. Now you don't have to be proficient. Doesn't mean they're not teaching it. You know, they're still doing cat in a hat kind of stuff, but you don't have, they're, they're reducing the requirements for you to graduate from high school. So you don't have to be proficient in reading anymore. So I guess, I don't know what grade level you have to be to, to graduate uh, or writing or math because they're saying that there's so many and, and the article listed a, a, a bunch of different racial uh, profiles. You know, they did black, they did uh, Polynesian, uh, uh, American Indian. Uh, it's just, they listed almost everybody in the world in there that that was unfair to them for you know, the, the, for the kids have to be proficient in these subjects. It's like so they're going to go ahead and let them get out of high school. I'm, I'm wondering how in the hell they're going to get into college, but maybe they're not going to college. So I don't know. So we, it was funny that he brought that up as one of his subjects today because I just covered that last night. Uh, and then we talked about well, I bet you know in China they're not reducing the requirements to get out to graduate out of whatever their equivalent to our high school is. 
um, or in Russia, even, you know, as bad as things are in Russia, I doubt very seriously if they let their students slide in school like we do here in this country. So it was, uh, it's, 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 it's an issue that I, I, of course it's in Oregon. What do we expect? (laughs) You know, the whole, the whole West coast, Oregon, Washington, California. I mean, nothing they do out there surprises me. No, they're in bad shape. They're in bad shape. You're definitely not attracting anybody to your state. That's for sure. And then he asked about the COVID passports, um, you know, and, and how I felt about the COVID passports. He mentioned what was, you know, that they had instigated them and, uh, or initiated them in, uh, France. But I said, yeah, but over the weekend, I believe it was, or maybe earlier this week, people in Paris were burning those, those, uh, COVID, uh, uh, cards, you know, the vaccination cards, they were burning oh, them in was, public that squares. Was, that was smart. Well, <laughs> yeah. how there's not a, they don't have a record of that on file where you can just go get another one. Yeah, folks, if you're going to do that, make sure you take a picture of it with your phone <laughs> so you have a copy of it. But, you know, uh, actually, I heard to hear, and it may have been in Virginia this past weekend as well, that some other, so, some Americans were doing the same thing. They got together and they, they burned their COVID uh, vaccination cards. So, you know, um, and then just talked about, you know, businesses uh, requiring that and so forth. And uh, so it was a good, good time. I, I enjoy talking with him. Hopefully we'll be able to have him on our show uh, in the near future and, uh, and and get him to to share some things with our audience. But it was fun. Nice. It was well, fun. Good. I'm glad you had a good time. And it sounded interesting. We're always... Uh, open to going on other individual shows and, you know, um, well, if you're interested in listening to that, he, he does post his shows on Spotify. So, uh, um, what is his show name again? It's Jim Stroud. Uh, things that, uh, what did I say? Things that I think about, I think that's what I said. Da, 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 da. Things I Think About podcast, Jim Stroud. So that's on Spotify. Uh, I think, Donald, you'll have that in the, when you post the show, you'll have that in the notes. Yes, I'll put it in the notes for the show as well. I haven't listened to it either. I haven't listened to it yet because I don't think it it was posted before the show. And uh, so uh, I'll reserve any other comments until I get a chance to listen and, uh, see what it sounds like but it was fun hopefully we can do more of that actually all of his shows are about interviewing people so oh no nice. uh, i would i would really like for us to be able to interview some more people so bp if you want to call in we'll talk to you right yeah. now hey right ellie now. J. Ellie J. I see her. I just looked up at the screen the first time in the last five minutes. Uh, Pepe and PBG. Very welcome. Welcome to the first live Trice Talk in in a week. (laughs) In a week. (laughs) Yeah. Go figure. (laughs) Yeah. My how time flies. I know. When you're having fun, it's just uh, a barrel of 
laughs. There you go. So, what you got on your mind, Dennis Lee? Well, you know, I was shrugging through the stories uh, around the world today, and I actually um, one caught my my eye here, and uh, and uh, it would be great if I could find it. It just um, caught caught one eye. Yeah, well, uh, both my eyes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think I was winking at the time. <laughs> um, oh, here it is. Yeah. There was a story from, from the insider of about a man who lived as a hermit for 27 years. Have you heard about that, Donald Wayne? Lived as a hermit? No. As a hermit. for Not a hobbit, a hermit. And, um, <laughs> like, like, a, like a crab? Is that yeah, almost. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but he said he can't return to his solitary lifestyle because society won't let him. Um, yeah, that's an article by Manayan. Um, that's Maria. Nguyen, <laughs> sorry, Maria. Thank you for that. Um, so, yeah, uh, David Lidstone, known as River Dave, told the Associated Press he will likely not return to hermit life in New Hampshire nearly three decades after living off the grid. Um, he's 81 years old. He'd been living in a cabin in the town of Canterbury for 27 years until he was jailed on July 15th under J- order of Merrimack Superior Court. Jailed? Um, and yeah. Why did he get jailed, you may say? Uh, um, why did he get jailed, Dennis Lee? Well, for, for refusing to leave the property located on someone else's private land. So uh, he was a squatter. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but he'd been doing it for 27 years. Poor guy. Um, on Wednesday, he agreed in court to collect his possessions, including his cats and chickens. Uh, you know, they live together in harmony. And Cla- vacate the property, according to the AP. Um <laughs> uh, <laughs> His decision just comes after his makeshift home burned down in a fire on August 4th. That's horrible. I mean, this guy's just having a rough life here. Um, uh, Monday, Canterbury Fire Chief Michael Gamach told WMUR (laughs) the blaze was likely, I like that name there, Michael, was likely started accidentally by someone attempting to dismantle the cabin. So somebody trying to tear that that thing apart caught it on fire, burning his possessions and his domicile to the ground. Um, I don't see how he can go, I can go back to being a hermit because society's not going to allow it, he said. Even if he wanted to return, Lidstone told the AP his life in isolation wouldn't be the same. I would have people coming over every weekend. So I just couldn't get out of society anymore. I've hidden too many years and I've built relationships and those relationships have continued to expand. Um, and it must be animals because you don't like people. Um, maybe things I've been trying to avoid are the things I really need in life, he said. I grew up never being hugged nor kissed or any close contact. Well, hell, that makes me feel even worse for him. Well, he didn't grow up in New York. (laughs) No, no, he didn't, did he? Uh, He said, I had somebody ask me once about my wife. Did you really love her? And the question kind of shocked me for a second. I've never loved anybody in my life, and I shocked myself because I hadn't realized that. 
and that's why I was a hermit. Now I can see love being expressed that I have never had before. God bless Mr. Lidstone. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and he also said that a family member, since all this happened, uh, Woods told him that he could stay. Uh, well, he was talking about the property. He said the private property where Lidstone had had his cabin had been owned by the same family since 1963. Now, he Lidstone claimed the family member once told him he could stay with the current owner, um, 86-year-old Lenord Giles has wanted Lidstone to leave since he first divorced him or first discovered him. <laughs> since he first discovered him. I'm not trying to cause any scandals there, buddy. <laughs> He'll come down here and whoop my ass. Um, no, since he first discovered him living there in 2015. <laughs> Oh my he goodness. Said, he said he's a heck of a nice old man. I've talked with him a couple of times. Um, this is not his fault. This is not my fault. Uh, it's lying, cheating, corrupt judges like you that are stepping on little people like me. So apparently, um, this guy is a very small stature as well. So God bless them all. That's, that's, that's horrible. I hope that, uh, he is finding, uh, renewed, um, compassion and need for companionship in life and you know that uh, there are nice people in the world hopefully that is what he has found hmm. so you know, the funny thing is I just watched a movie last weekend almost about that same subject uh, uh, I can I can, huh? getting low get low get, get low yeah I don't. It's got Robert Duvall in it. It's a good movie, actually. Oh no, no this this was uh I I can't even think of the guy's name. He's he's a you'd recognize him, but yeah he he was a hermit. He he squatted on some property that hadn't been ever used. It was undeveloped. It was wooded, right on a river, and finally some corporation wanted to build uh, a development. I think apartments actually. They wanted to build apartments there. And they wanted to try to get him off the land and took him to court. He had no money, you know, to defend himself because he lived off his little property, he fished for food. And uh, I, I guess he did a little, he grew his own vegetables. I don't know what he did what for everything do you do else. For clothes? I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I don't remember that part of the story. I just remember he was squatting and uh, he'd been there for 30 years. So basically when the, the people who wanted to build there took him to court, uh, the judge finally ruled in his favor, uh, saying that he had been there long enough to, to have rights to that little, little piece of property. And, uh, it, it was, it was really a cute story because he fell in love with this lady and everything. It's, it's really a neat story. I'll have to send you the name of that when I figure okay. it out. It's, it's a good human story, you know? Yeah. We need more of those. There's no, no shoot em up, stab, death. Uh, car wrecks, explosions, nothing like that. It's just a human, nice story. But that's funny that that kind of ties in there. Hmm. Okay. Um, my first real story tonight is is one from uh, Mike Huckabee's Morning Edition. And it's it was called The Most Underrated, uh, I'm sorry, Underrated, Underreported Story. 
And I don't think that we talked about Mike Lindell the other night, did we, on, on uh, Sunday night? Or no, Tuesday but I saw night? something about him uh, leaving a, a rally or something. For yeah. Well, <laughs> well, the the last three days, uh, you know, Mike Lindell sponsored this uh, uh, investigation. In, or Actually, they've been doing investigations into a lot of the electronic voting machines in various states. And so this last three days was supposed to be some kind of symposium or or some kind of, uh, I don't know, seminar uh, and talking about the results. Well, I guess he calls it the uh, cyber symposium is I think that's the name of it. But anyway, Mike Lindell's the, the my pillow guy. Oh, did you know that he has pulled all of his commercials off of Fox News or Fox Fox Channel that he doesn't advertise Mike on Lindell? there anymore? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. There's well. Yep, there's no my pillow guy commercials on Fox because he wanted to advertise this event on Fox and Fox wouldn't take it because it's they thought it was too questionable. Well, one of the things the biggest thing that I think the biggest mistake Mike Lindell made was when he said the results of what he's doing here is going to show that Trump won and that he'll be back as president by the end of August. Well, oh boy. That was a little far out there. So everybody, you know, kind of, kind of, it really kind of diminished his effort there when he said that because right. that's constitutionally that's not going to work. But still, they're having the seminar, and uh, you know, none of the news networks are really talking about it. I actually I knew about it ahead of time because somebody I think uh, Tucker Carlson had mentioned it, but. Um, I saw this on uh, Huckabee's site. So let me just go through a little bit of this here. It says, there's been a big fat news blackout on Tuesday, but one of my staffers monitored the symposium throughout the day and well into the night. She said it was better than having to watch stories about Andrew Cuomo. Huckabee says, we did manage to find some coverage of the event on uh, at The Gate Pundit, which is a site, I guess, and I'll... It'll, It'll be in the posting of the show. Uh, we've linked that site. We've linked to that site because we believe strongly in free speech and trust our readers to come to their own conclusions about what Mike Lindell is presenting. Uh, again, we'll say personally, we have no evidence of election changing fraud from the hacking of electronic voting systems in 2020. But we want to learn as much as we possibly can about what might have happened to change the results of the election. We also want to really know the truth, whatever it is. If it turns out that what all is said and done, Joe Biden, to the best of our knowledge, actually won the election with 80 million votes, we'll tell you that. Going to the other train, if we see proof beyond any reasonable doubt that voting machines were hacked by foreign power, the way some cyber experts are theorizing to fraudulently depose Donald Trump and put Joe Biden in the White House, will say so and bring that proof. Of course, the truth might be very well somewhere in between, but it is creakily critically important critically yeah critically love those fries. yeah as the water flows uh but it is critically important that this be determined <laughs> whether or not it changes the occupant of the white house and i've said that for months now i i don't care at this point i'm not looking for them to put trump back in the white house i just want to know if they cheated enough to put this this 
poor old man in the White House that has no business being there. Uh, he goes on to say, we have another consequential election in 2022, and two years later, we choose a president. We have to know whether or not we can trust the validity of our vote. At the very least, we have to fix the changes made unconstitutionally last year to our voting laws, uh, ostensibly to deal with COVID that made cheating much easier. We also had to pinpoint the vulnerabilities of electronic voting systems. This is a reason, as I see it, to scrap them entirely and go back to old school voting, which isn't completely safe from cheating, but at least it is not connected to the Internet. So uh, there was a little bit more he had later on in the article, and it was about, uh, let's see, Just Ducks, not on here, but it was about Colorado. And he said that uh, Mike Lindell was going to have uh, a person, let's see what it says, uh, a whistleblower from Colorado that was scheduled to speak at the event about information she has that would prove that the 2020 election in Colorado was stolen. So she's someone in, in government there that has, she says, has knowledge and proof that uh, the vote was tampered with in Colorado. So no matter how you feel about Mike Lindell, it's important that all these audits and investigations are completed and the results shared with American people. Again, not to change who is in the White House, but who will win the next time. So... I agree. And I think that's all of these things that that have come out uh, need to be taken all the way to the end and prove without a doubt to us that there was nothing nefarious last year. Uh, But I I don't I I don't think anybody's going to doubt that things were done that should not have been done. Uh, so this thing concluded today. So if you go to that site that I mentioned, which I will post, then you should be able to see the story and uh, see that whistleblower from Colorado that talks about the cheating there in that state. So that's all I have on that, Dennis Lee. I see you got your microphone. uh, Testing one, two, three. (laughs) All right. So we hear me. I didn't until just then. Um, So, I thought I'd go ahead and give the code word for tonight. Or oh, you- my goodness. Where's the – hold on one second. Are you sure you're ready to give the code word now? Uh, uh, I think so. Uh, you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Uh, ready? Uh, All right. Here's the code word. It's Patriot. Did you hear that? I, uh, Donald Wayne, I, I don't think that we actually heard what you said. You, did, you, um, didn't, you didn't hear that? That's Patriot. Um, that's still not working. Uh, no, we're, we're still having a hard time. Um, <laughs> uh, you're not ashamed of it, are you? I mean, <laughs> it's something BP, that we can all BP. Tell me hear. you heard that. Tell me, tell did me. you hear? Does anybody hear? What the heck is that? <laughs> I, don't you yeah. love pop ups? <laughs> I mean, really, it happens all the time. I had one scare me the other night <laughs> doing a mini pod and. And I thought I had it turned off, and all of a sudden it blares out, and it's like I about jumped out of the chair. Yeah, I mean, you would think that you could hold somebody accountable for that. But what? What is it, Donald Wayne? What is the code word? Let's say it with pride, Donald Wayne. What is the code word for tonight? 
The code word is Patriot. God bless America. That's right. That's right. The old red, white, and blue. That's okay if you want to stand up for it. That's fine. We encourage it. We can't see you, but we know that you are. Yeah. Yeah, Patriot. Pa- is Patriot, right? Is that what it's Patriot. It is Patriot. Patriot. Like that the movie. Code word. Like the that's movie. Right. <laughs> like that's a good movie. So what you have to do is you have to take the word Patriot and you have to go to Twitter. And you must follow us on Twitter. And then you tweet out the word Patriot to either Donald Wayne or myself. And you'll be entered in the contest to win one of Mark Levin's books, American Marxism. Signed by Donald Wayne and myself. I mean, you can't get any more American than that, Donald Wayne. For a, you know, a free contest. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> okay, well, let's set you down here before you get really worked up. Thank you for that. I, I, was, um, get, I was getting a little tear. I know. Let's see, I was, I was about to choke up. All teared up. We got to save those tissues for what might be coming. That wasn't Barbara. St- yeah, that wasn't no, Barbara uh, for the next uh, story. It uh, wasn't Bar- <laughs> Barbara Streisand, was it? No, good lord, no. I think she's burning flags. Um, I think that was Celine Dion. Oh, okay, okay. I haven't heard yeah. her in a long. Okay, yeah. well, she's kind of Barbaresque. Yeah, Barbaresque. She whooped Barbara's ass. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, she's. Uh, have you seen her lately? I mean, she's been, uh, yeah, she's been through she's, a lot. Though. She's like ninety pounds. Yeah, but those are the ones you got to worry about. And Barbara's not. Barbara is a rough person. She will. She will. <laughs> oh my! Really? Yeah, knock the letters off the side of the bus. What can I That's say? That's what I heard. That's what they talked about <laughs> when she was in high school. Um. Yeah, so Patriot. So we'll mention it again before the end of the show and remind you how to enter into the contest. You may have to remind me. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> um, well, since we're on the Pelosi train, choo-choo, choo-choo. Are we? No, we're not. That was just some more shit rolling down the road. The Pelosi I'm, not, raises- I'm not sure what you're on, but... <laughs> Pelosi, then there's a story that Pelosi raised the maximum salary for her house staff. Have you heard that, Donald Wayne? Uh, no. I, I mean, that's actually news. Um, well, it should be concerning, yeah. Was it I $15 mean, an hour? <laughs> these are taxpayer dollars. No, no, not at all. Um, so... Thursday, so Nancy Pelosi announced Thursday that senior Capitol Hill staff can now make nearly $200,000 annually, more than your average lawmaker, in an effort to keep top aides. Um, the pay ceiling for aides will be moved from the $173,900 uh, $173, range to almost a $200,000 range now. Um, so is that taxpayer? House, yeah, average house member makes one hundred seventy-four thousand dollars. So their top staffers will always 
were always kept at a salary just under their bosses brought in, right? I mean, that only makes sense. Um, you know, you can't make as much as the CEO. So this order will help the Congress recruit and retain the outstanding and diverse talent that we need, as it also helps ensure parity between employees of the House, of representatives, and other employees of the federal government, Pelosi said in a letter to members. Jeez. Um, who, uh, who, who gave her the authority to give them a raise? Was that, is that taxpayer money? Uh, yes. Where else will it be coming from? Well, These- I, I don't know. I thought I read a story one time where the, the members, well, I guess they're given an allowance for their staffs. I don't, I, I didn't read that they, they were fully compensated, but you know, Pelosi makes more than 200,000. I oh, think she's, of course she she's 229 or some, some odd number right. like that. I mean, you know, that's an extra $20,000 for the ice cream, but <laughs> you know, um, there's, so in June, more than a hundred lawmakers led by representative Alexandria Ocasio. No, 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 don't say that. Just say, don't AOC. say it three times. You know, what'll happen. She yeah. uh, had argued in a letter to representative Rosa DeLauro, the chair of the house appropriations committee, that there would, should be a 21% bump in the member represent, uh, representational allowance. So that's what you were alluding to, the member representational allowance, which would allow lawmakers to give more money to their staff. Um, And we'll have to do a fact check uh, (laughs) to 29 is at her age. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Have to give, we'll have to do a fact check on that to make sure that that is not taxpayer money, but I don't see how it cannot be. Um, Said for uh, you know, it's just so. There's more that the that AOC wrote on there, and I just it makes me sick having to read it, so I'm not going to. But I thought that was interesting that uh, you know, amid everything that's going on right now, we can't get anybody to work now anyway. Um, what the last month there was a total of four million jobs open in the United States. Um. And 3.6 million people last month quit their jobs for uh, for uh, more gainful employment. Yeah, so that's what kind of uh, what kind of environment we're living in now. So yeah, that that makes total sense, Pelosi. Um, we can't get anybody to do anything else in the United States. So let's go ahead and secure your cronies, uh, your your individuals there under your watchful eye. And, and throw them an extra, you know, uh, an extra $25,000, $27,000. That's great. (laughs) That's awesome. Way to go. So, yeah, with all that. And then was it, what's that Talib's first name, Marisha or Talisha or Talib? You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Representative. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah, that, okay, we won't say that. But yeah. she's proposed that, uh, I think it's $3,000 a month guaranteed income for low-income people in this country. So yeah. if, you, if you think the unemployment situation is bad now as far as people not, there's jobs that people won't take, 
wait till you start handing out $3,000 a month to people. See how many more people decide not to go back to work. Yeah, because at that point, I'm taking the $3,000 and then I'm getting money under the table from doing whatever else I'm doing. So it's not reported. So, Well, what are you doing? (laughs) Well, it's no tell. You know, the, 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 the... there's the sky. There's no limit. There's no limit to what you could do. It's yeah. the age of being entrepreneurial. And then nobody said you had to, you know, file for it. Um, just do it. I mean, everything is on the table in 2021. So, well, that's a sight. It's a, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it? There'll be no Thanksgiving dinner this year. Um, but uh, yeah, well, it's it's a mess. Why is it that everything the government is doing is actually not only are they trying to dumb down the students in the schools in certain areas? Uh, not only are they trying to push critical race theory on everybody, so so you know everybody hates each other. <laughs> uh, now we want to make sure that we mess up the the economy so bad and 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 we ruin uh, a group of people in this country. Uh, you know, take away any kind of ambition that they might have for making a, a living for themselves and just say, here, this is for you. Oh, you got free college. Okay. And as soon as you get out of college, you're going to get that, you know, or you've got that $3,000 a month guaranteed income coming in while you're getting the free college. Uh, that's what, what are we doing to the American worker in this country? Uh, I, I mean, um, we're not making any, any more American workers if you're going by that logic there, um, you know, because why would they have to? You know, I mean, it's going to give me this. I mean, we're talking about increasing uh, housing, um, in, increasing housing benefits. We're talking about uh, increasing unemployment. We're talking about just all kinds of free, you know, all kinds of free income. Um, but it's not free because taxpayers have to pay for all that. For them to say they're just going to get it from the ultra-rich, uh, it's not the case. No. This, guess where those ultra-rich are going to go? <laughs> well, they, they can do, you know, they can take their money anywhere they want, pretty much. Uh, you and I can't. And right. uh, we'll be stuck, you know, footing the bill uh, until the till the well runs dry. But eventually it will, because eventually you're going to have it so lopsided that there's not going to be enough people paying into the system to support those that do not pay into the system. Well, I mean, and aren't we pretty much already, you know, we're pretty much almost there. I mean, we're going to have uh, what the biggest um, within, I guess, starting this decade is going to be the biggest group of individuals retiring in quite some time. One way or another, and um, yeah, there's not going to be not going to be enough people paying in, like you said. So there's not going to not going to be much to take out. No. So, uh, but um, they're gonna. I, I guess they're gonna keep printing money. I don't. I don't know exactly how they. Uh, well, it's only ink and special paper, Donald Wayne. I mean, we don't. You know, they don't have to actually have anything thing of value to back it well you're um, supposed to have something to back it well, up but. i mean you know we could have lots of things but um they f- see it better fit that we get those from other countries so <laughs> <laughs> um, we can't pull anything out of our own ground we got to do it uh, everywhere else so i, I, I just don't know. i just think it's a crime that we're 
turning this nation into uh, a handout nation where, you know, it used to be that it was just certain groups of people that were in bad situations, bad circumstances, but it's not intended to be a lifestyle. It's intended to be a helping hand to get you on your own two feet. Then you go out there and take care of yourself. Um, right. And, and now we're just encouraging people to be this way as a career and uh, couple that with everything else that they're doing. And it's just, it's, it's really beginning to look dire. You know, I, I hate to be one of those people that says, you know, it's always cloudy, but, Oh my gosh, give me some bright news. <laughs> Tell me there's somebody that actually wants to go back to values in this country where, uh, you know, you working for a living is something to be, uh, have pride in or just being productive. What, but that's, that's supposed to be a bad thing now. In fact, they're even changing our language where you're not actually supposed to tell people that hard work is, is good for them because that's considered to be racist. Did you know that? That's that's racist. Donald Wayne. you better get woke. (laughs) Well, I'm going to say it again. (laughs) I ain't going to get woke. (laughs) I'm as woke as I'm going to get. Oh, that's funny. I like to hear you say that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you can shake me. You can. <laughs> uh, is he woke? No. Nope, yeah. No, nope, not yet. Um, yeah, um, I was, I, I forgot. I, I had a conversation uh, with Jim Stroud today uh, about, uh, he said something about the, the, the language is changing and, and things that you can't say. And then I said, well, yeah, I just did a mini pod the other night and, and talked about, uh, the word breast milk again, you're not allowed to, or you're not supposed to use breast milk anymore. You have to say human, human milk. So I'm like, it sounds like, you know, some kind of, you're watching the discovery channel and it's just their thing. You can't refer to pregnant women anymore as uh, expectant mothers. It has to be some generic name, some generic term. And I'm yeah. I said, it ain't going to float for me, folks. It's not going to float for me. Well, you know, then we got a, you know, then we got a potential hurricane named Fred. Doesn't sound very threatening, does it? I had a grandfather named Fred. Fred. And that doesn't (laughs) sound threatening. It seems like somebody we can hang out with. Well, it it kind of uh, started out strong and then then it degraded downgraded and then was it picking up steam again uh it's, it's picking up they they said it could possibly be a category one by the time it hits in the um you know hits into florida possibly see um yeah well we're gonna get part of that but we won't get it till i guess monday night or tuesday well so that was that's actually well i guess we already had one back uh early summer that came up out of the Yucatan Peninsula, but this, I think this is the first one that's come across the Atlantic, isn't it? Um, I think. Yes, I believe so. I believe so, you're correct. There's well, we're, another one right behind it. It's that time of year. So. We're approaching September, so. Yeah, and we really hadn't had much activity. So, yeah, it looks like uh, 2 a.m. on Monday it will be I'm right there at the Gulf, uh, at the corner of Florida there. Uh, so, 
Yeah, but I was just, you know, Fred didn't sound very threatening, but Fred. <laughs> just because it doesn't sound threatening. I know it's uh, well, you know the the typhoons. They have much more ominous names to them. You know the the storms yeah, in the Pacific. Do, right? Yeah, but most of them I can't pronounce. But they do sound more ominous uh, when they're over there in the Pacific region. Uh, <laughs> did you know? that there's a story on Fox News that says Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine just 42% effective against infection amid Delta spread. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they're saying. That's now, not good. Now you tell me. Uh, that's not good. It says early findings posted ahead of the rigorous peer review suggested by Pfizer. Uh, the vaccine declined to 42% effectiveness against infection amid sweeping spread of the Delta variant, with the Moderna vaccine declining to 76%. Um, uh, it's talking about researchers at the Mayo Clinic and Cambridge-based biotech company. See, you know, they'll come out with this survey, and then there'll be somebody else disputing that or changing it in, in a few days. But, well, they're um, talking about people. They're already talking about people uh, more and more getting the booster. You know, well, like, yeah, it's not enough, so you're going to have to take this. I did see that for people with immune system problems that they they're recommending now that they consider taking a booster. Well, we haven't even approved the first ones yet. You know, <laughs> the, the FDA hasn't approved them, and yet they want somebody to get stabbed a third time. I don't know. Right. Um, let's see. It says the study period analyzed samples from January to July when either the alpha or Delta variant was highly prevalent strain. The Delta variant prevalence in Minnesota increased to seven tenths of a percent in May over what to over 70% in July. Oh my gosh. Uh, whereas the alpha variant prevalence decreased from 85% to 13%. Over the same time period. Golly, there's a lot of statistics on this stuff. You know it? Um, so they're saying there's a chance that... Uh, now, they're, they're, they are saying that that doesn't mean that you're going to end up sick enough to go to a hospital. Uh, they're still saying that, uh, you know, you're, you're fairly well protected against having a serious enough infection that you have to go to a hospital, but... Uh, it's, it's declining. So right now they're saying 76% for the Pfizer and 86% for the Moderna uh, to keep you from having to go to the hospital. So, geez, I don't know. Oh, yes, let's, <laughs> I, we, well, we're part of an experiment. We're all part of this one big experiment. That's funny. You know, we're actually running a Twitter poll right now, Donald Wayne. Uh, about um, asking people if they believe, you know, what do you do? You believe that we're part of a uh, of the study right now for this vaccine? Um, and we've had, I mean, it's a small amount, but I think about seventy people respond, and we're getting about a ninety percent, ninety six percent of them saying they they do believe we're part of the of the case study right now for this vaccine. Well, I uh, I did this little short piece last night on uh, 
a mini pod talking about there's a cab uh there's a guy who owns a cab company in uh st louis missouri he only owns three cabs so you know it's not a booming business but he actually is not allowing people who He'll ask people when they get in the cab. Number one, if you have a mask on, he will not allow you in his cab. Number two, he asks people if they've been uh, vaccinated. And if they say yes, he will not allow them to get in his cab. So he's he's doing the reverse of what all, a lot of other, other businesses are doing. And he say he says he's doing it for that very reason. He said, well, if they can require people to do this and this in order to be able to come into this business, then I ought to be able to be able to do the reverse if I want to. He says he's gotten a lot of threats from people about that, that it doesn't make sense to them. But he says that's what he's doing. It's his, his business, and that's what he's doing. And he says other people support him. But it's, it's called the Yo Cab Company in St. Louis, Missouri. Well, you know, the, and then you heard um, that um, Australia, um, Australia's capital, Canberra, has got a lockdown going on. They've got severe lockdowns going on in Australia right now. I um, heard that on uh, Fox, I believe. And it's, it's leading to the panic buying and all the things that we experienced last year. They said, here it comes again. Long lines, uh, panic buying. Um. Yeah, just in the, and the lockdown was just announced all of a sudden. Um, and that's with minimal cases reported. Well, darn it! And just when I was thinking, you know, maybe Australia would be a good uh, <laughs> a good substitute in case Kamala Harris takes over as president. But uh, well, they're <laughs> really worried about the Delta strain, so they're really, they're trying to get ahead of it. Um, you know, and I, I mean, I. I, you understand what they're trying to do, but I mean, look, as with you know, people here in the United States, we've already gone through a lockdown. I don't think economically, um, and just uh, you know, um, that we could we could handle that. Well, I, I don't either. I I, I think there'd be. There's going to be a lot of people that would really push back against a lockdown again. Yeah, I mean, They're just economically gonna... and mentally, I don't think it, it would work out. It wouldn't have a good outcome. And plus, I don't think people actually have enough faith in the government anymore to to believe that it would be justified. I think there would be a lot of people doubt that uh, you know there's there's sufficient reason. Well, you know, and they're already so they've had the language where they've said, okay. Um, you know, we're definitely not shutting down the country. We don't want to shut down the country. Well, we shouldn't have to, to shut down <laughs> the country. Now, Biden's worrying about the Delta variant could derail rebounding economy. Um, but yet, you're increasing all the things that would keep people at the house. I mean, they may get it in such a way that you won't have to have a lockdown because everybody's already at the house anyway. You know, <laughs> other than going out and spending money and stuff. I mean... Because the mask mandates, I mean, I get it, but they've already proven that the masks aren't that effective at all. Well, especially the stuff that the average person wears. I mean, uh, I was listening to a doctor on uh, one of the shows this afternoon saying that, folks, a cloth mask 
is not going to do it. And and you and I have some experience in some fields that uh, we know, yes. you know, the effectiveness of mask and the kind of the work that we do. And, uh, you know, these things, even the one that I wear, you know, uh, my wife made our first ones and then we got some from our healthcare provider. And, uh, but you know, they're just intended as a deterrent, but they're really, uh, according to most doctors now will tell you that you know, they're not going to protect you from it. No, if you want to protect your face, you need to get a, um, a commercial, you know, industrial grade, uh, uh, industrial chemical grade, um, full face respirator. But two canisters and, on, on each side. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they're not quite as big anymore, Donald Lane, but yes, it'll have two filters on it. And you wear that around town. That is the only sure thing. You got to make sure you, to do your, um, you know, your check on it to make sure that you've, or, or your seal check. Um, but yeah, if you're going to do that, if you want to wear a mask, wear that. You know, because these droplets and um, uh, the aerosols can still get around the mask that most, people are wearing um and in some cases actually permeate through the mask so it's not it's not perfect well and like they say with kids they they uh i think we covered this uh about a month ago where they were they did a test on a lot of these masks that kids wear the smaller kids in, in elementary school and kindergartens and they test these masks that they've been wearing all day for different uh other kinds of viruses and stuff. And they were, and they were saying that some of them are just virus ridden. They just got so much stuff on there from the kids that, uh, uh, and they keep breathing that stuff in and out. That's well, and I I think if you're wearing it to protect other people for in case you may have it and you don't want to give it to somebody else, then, okay, that's going to be more effective than not doing anything at all, right? But it won't keep you from getting the virus, but it will keep you from uh, transmitting it as easily, which then I guess you could say it would help to keep you from getting the virus. So I don't know. Um, But yeah, definitely curb down transmission, but as far as being able to still get it, I mean, if somebody sneezes in a room, you got a mask on, you still got a chance of getting it. The first time I had to wear a mask in the Kroger, I swear I got inside. I got, I was going down an aisle and all of a sudden I had this urge to sneeze. I mean, it it was uncontrollable and you know, I held it back, but almost blew my eyes out of socket trying to not sneeze. I I sneezed in my mask in a store before. I mean, when the height of the pandemic and it's, it's unavoidable. It's so irritating. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just knew people were going to uh, scatter if I sneezed. Hmm. You know, of course we have we ha- we have a family sneeze that makes a lot of noise anyway. So <laughs> yeah, this is very uh, it's very forceful. Yes. Yes. Um, so we're known for our sneezes, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah. Uh, I, so I, I tried I, not to do that know. and and scare people. We, we surely yep. can't afford it. Uh, no, but I, yeah, I did hear that about Australia and it's just, I mean, Australia is, 
I mean, what is only like a third of the the, the continent is even populated. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's just just desert and and regions that people just don't live in, except some of the Aborigines. Aborigines. Yeah, well, who's our uh, friend in Australia? We haven't heard from him in a long time. Of course, we haven't uh, been live in a while. Um, who yeah, is uh, Australia? Lingalonga. Lingalonga. Anybody yeah. heard anything about him lately? I'm sure probably on the other shows, yeah. Because <laughs> we... yeah, we're not live. <laughs> so. We're not. What is this? Uh, uh, what is this? Are we really here? Is this in the I, Matrix? I, I don't think, know. I think it is live. Yeah. Um, uh, did you hear the story? <laughs> <laughs> well, what story is that, did Donald you, did, Wayne? About a lovely lady. <laughs> <laughs> and uh about whale watchers that were blown away as a four as four huge humpbacks oh were, my gosh were, <laughs> were, uh, uh, feasting. Uh, feasting i bet they were they were feasting on the, <laughs> on the fish <laughs> Oh, there's a there's a picture. This is a huge. I guess there's there's two of them right here, and people look like they're not really worried, but I would be if something that large were up against my boat. Yeah, they. It says the whale watchers were blown away as four huge humpbacks feasted on the fish hiding underneath their boat. The Mm. giant the giant creatures dwarfed the tourist boat, which was next to them. As they lunge fed, lunge fed at the surface that, of the water. Is that Dolph, <laughs> is that Dolph Lundgren's brother? <laughs> lunge fed? Dolph lunge, lunge fed? Lunch. <laughs> it lunge could fed. be. Oh, I boy. guess. Uh, this was uh, Monterey Bay, California. Saw oh. the saw the four humpback whales joined by sea lions. Okay. I've never seen that before. And seagulls as they all battled out for the taste of the anchovies that were hiding under the vessel. That's actually kind of a neat picture. Uh, the whales, sea lions and birds. I mean, they had just a regular old, uh, Oh, I'm not, I'm not sure what these two whales are doing, but they're, 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 uh, they're very loving creatures. I I guess, I guess they're lunging. But uh, uh, wouldn't be a sperm <laughs> whale they had next to him, would it? I, I didn't know those two mingled, but yeah. I, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the whales and sea lions. Uh, <laughs> the folks got an eye full. <laughs> I bet they did. Oh, bet well, you never seen that. that says one of the most exciting things I've ever seen. I bet. Uh, it says uh, oh it's actually a thing lunge feeding is when whales consume a large quantity of prey and water after pushing uh, themselves <laughs> forward <laughs> i think i've seen that down at the golden corral <laughs> i'm sure that's i'm sure billy Billy, get your mouth out of that cake, son. I bet the, I bet that first day that they opened up the Golden Corral after being shut down, it was just packed with people. 
Yeah, we will cut you a piece of cake. You don't have to shoot your whole face. <laughs> this is not your birthday, Billy. <laughs> okay, oh. so it says the anchovies gather in a bait ball to escape predators. <laughs> <laughs> so while this works to help protect most of them from diving birds and sea lions, the bait ball is just what humpback whales are searching yeah. for. <laughs> I bet they are. Hey, John, welcome to the show. The bigger uh, the ball, the more the whales enjoy it. So, uh, all right, it sounds like, geez. Oh, gosh. Oh, and then the, the, the like sea, a... <laughs> sea lions come in and take whatever <laughs> that the whales don't. Whatever's uh, left over. Yeah, oh. whatever whatever part of the ball is still left. Jeez. So. Good evening, John. Good evening. <laughs> yes, we're talking about uh, humpbacks, sperm whales, and uh, bait balls. So, yeah. you know, that's good stuff right there. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll post this so you can see. I wish the, you would. I want you to see these lunging whales and the bait I balls. Know. A lunch feeder. I'm going to start yep. using that term out yeah. in the world. I'm uh, not sure what this is sticking up out of the water, but might, uh, might get a bumper sticker made up. Lunch feeder on I board. Lo- <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> that. <laughs> Yep, and and then park it up there at Golden Corral. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh Lord, clear out. Oh, get why, it are we getting it? why are we put leaving? It. We just pulled up. Well, yep. look, the lunch feeders here. I'm... Yeah, put that on a t-shirt and walk in. Golden Corral. <laughs> <laughs> why are they turning the lights off? And yep, I'm sorry, we're closed. <laughs> we're closed. Did you we say we're aroused? We told say? you never to come back here. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I knew I knew a a kid in in high school who actually was on the football team, and he would go into CC's Pizza, and he would eat them out of pizzas on there. That was his goal: was to eat them out of pizzas on their, um, you know, on the on the buffet line. So he got kicked out. But yeah, that can only happen once or twice. He had to hit up a different CC's every time. So. Well, I knew somebody that uh, vowed to uh, run go, uh, uh, Olive Garden out of business, you know, with that oh, uh, really? never-ending salad, you know. They just mm-hmm. – but, you know, I mean, they want you, you to – run somebody out of business with a salad? <laughs> you, they want <laughs> you to eat as much salad as you can eat because then you won't want, you know, seconds on the other stuff. Uh, that and the breadsticks. Yeah, I mean, it is some good stuff. But then I heard about their food, and I won't get into that for anybody that's maybe gotten back from dinner. <laughs> Still likes from, Olive Garden. From an Olive Garden, I don't want to put that in your in your memory bank there. So, okie doke. Oh, All right, well, I'm I'm through talking about my humpback whales. So, oh well, make sure you post those pictures. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um. So, um, so there was a story I had on here. There was a lady, and it is gone. Well, we're going to leave that one alone. There was a lady, and if anybody sees it, uh, she actually got a bill that the, the hospital billed her um, from a, dates back to when her baby was still in her womb. They were, 
and the and the bill is addressed to her baby. You know, I guess they got the information from the hospital when the baby was born, and they ended up sending the child a bill um, <laughs> at five years old for the amount of the birth or something. I don't know. I can't find the stupid story. So um, she actually talks about it on a Twitter feed, which was uh, pretty funny. I find that I'll make sure to post it on Facebook, but it, it goes to show you it doesn't matter how old you are. Uh, you can get billed. Um, of course. You know, I wasn't even born. Uh, <laughs> I had nothing a, to do with that. Had to get a lawyer for the five-year-old to fight the, uh, the Lord. The child's already gone into debt and hadn't even got old enough to drive a car. <laughs> 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 already $20,000 in debt. <laughs> you know, look, Mom, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. Um <laughs> But no, uh, it did have uh, something about old Hunter Biden. You see all that come out about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop? Apparently, he's lost another one. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yep. the lost naked some... pictures of Biden. Yeah. And, uh, well, it looked like, it, well, not Biden. Yeah, Hunter Biden. Not No, good no. Lord. Not... <laughs> good Lord. Not the, not the oh old man. No. <laughs> <laughs> not the president. Jeez. I mean. Well, did I say we all have to sleep at night? I didn't um, say Joe, did I? I said Biden. Uh, I just, yeah. You say Biden, I automatically think of, or, um, <laughs> of him. So uh, uh, here, here's a clip, real quick, of what they were saying about um, Hunter Biden being a security risk. Let's see if I can get the, see if I can get the boys in the studio to play this for us. Uh, see if it'll work out. Here, we got work. sound. There we go. Victor, people are focusing on the lurid nature of this tape and what his tattoo is and all of that. But aren't there real national security implications involved here? And if so, where's Congress? Yeah, this wasn't what he people have alleged, Russian disinformation. This was either sloppiness or a drug intoxication where he, in one case, two cases, maybe three cases, he allowed people from foreign governments to have access to the most intimate interchanges, emails from his whole uh, family, including Vice President and now President Biden. I don't think we've ever had anything like that. So, and it's very ironic because the media is quiet, Laura, and this is a media that took two years uh, to convince us of a non-existent Russian collusion hoax. So we know they're interested in Russians, but they're not interested in this security leak. And finally, don't you think it's kind of strange that Hunter Biden is well beyond Billy Carter or Roger Clinton. And all of these email transmissions, he keeps complaining about the big guy, Mr. 10%. Nobody appreciates what I've done. And so after all of these embarrassing things, he starts up this art phony scam where with no talent, he's trying to peddle two, three, four hundred, $500,000 paintings to quote unquote anonymous buyers. It's almost as if he's saying, to his family, I'm going to keep on doing this because I was never appreciated for the sordid bag money work I had to do to subsidize these lavish lifestyles that you guys didn't earn on your salaries. And well, to keep but, pressing me, yeah. I'm going to pull this whole temple down on top of us. Because yeah, and Victor, what else would explain this? Yeah, and Victor, he, he also says he also says, "Well, they know I make a gazillion dollars." Now he could have been bragging to the prostitute. I guess, but he was making a lot of money for doing what? What? Is, what was his talent? 
That's not a question to ask him. What was his talent, his professional talent, to make gazillions of dollars? Answer the woman. President of, I mean, it's just. I want to remind everybody about what the media was saying. Yeah, let me let me just play this about Hunter Biden's laptops. What the media was saying before the election, Victor. Watch. These allegations that are being pushed by the president and his allies about Biden's son, Hunter Biden. Biden's strategy with these new attacks on his son, Hunter, he has chosen largely not to engage. They want to use it as a way to attack Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and elevate this story they have been trying to push about Hunter Biden. Victor, quickly take it away here. Well, it's following the same narrative, isn't it, of the Cuomo story. Cuomo is the greatest thing since sliced bread. The left, the right's trying to do smear him. It's not true. And then he implodes. And I think the same thing's going to happen to Hunter. Lie, lie, lie. It's all a right-wing plot. And then one day it's going to get so outrageous that the media is going to be embarrassed by their obsequiousness and their toadiness. And then they're going to say, we never said that. He was always trouble. Let's get rid of him. And so that's what I think will happen. But we've seen the script before, Laura. We always see it. Yeah, we always do. Well, well, well. <laughs> okay, so nobody's answered the question. What are the stinking tattoos on his back? He's got those three streaks. Oh, look- hell, I thought those were claw marks from the prostitute he has. Well, I didn't know. If they are, they're, they're infected. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, they said he was dirty. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. He turns out to be more of a freak than we thought he was. Well, first of all, watching him sit there naked on the side of the bed for three minutes was, you know, bad enough in itself. But, uh, and the conversation, I mean, really. I mean, who has that conversation? You know, that the the professional person there that was there with him, obviously, why I didn't know that they asked questions like that. It's almost like they were trying to get him to say some things that they could use later on. And who's right. taping this thing? What idiot tapes this stuff? Well, you know, I guess, I, yeah, I don't know. It almost like there has to be a secret camera in the room. Maybe this is a setup, but that doesn't mean that he's not at fault because he was a willing participant in what was going on. So, um, oh, well, that's evident. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, I mean, and, uh, you know, a gazillion dollars. Does he really make a gazillion dollars? Yeah, I, I don't even know how much that is. How but, many is a gazillion? How many zeros is that? Uh, uh, you know, and, and do you remember, here's here's a disturbing thing as well. Do you remember when Joe Biden said that his son Hunter was one of the most intelligent people he knows? Well, this is troubling. <laughs> <laughs> well, This is troubling. I why don't mean, you replace that idiot... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like get I mean, a couple of those idiots in his cabinet with let Hunter yeah. up there if he thinks he's so smart. Let oh, him be God. the new drug czar. God love him, you know. That's his son, so he's gonna, I guess, try to defend him all he can. But I mean, at some point, <laughs> you know, you just have to call it for what it is. So, oh yeah, yeah, national security risk is leaking like a sieve up there. Well, it would be awful to think that hunter actually knows anything that would be uh a risk to our country you know yeah i wouldn't tell him a flipping thing and be like (laughs) look son i know you're running around with you know questionable individuals and you know this is the second laptop you've lost 
how many more do I have to buy for you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't trust you. You know, now this time you're naked with a supposedly prostitute and who knows what you were high on, but a gazillion dollars, really, son? Um, well, she geez. she actually had a uh, uh, fairly decent grammar for somebody that, you know, uh, in a particular trade. I mean, it, 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 it really <laughs> sounds allegedly, allegedly, it, it sounded like she was interviewing him or asking him. I mean, who asked those kind of questions? Well, Except, I mean, you know, it, it somebody may. is looking for some evidence of something. I don't well, know. This is true. It's, it's just, true. it's just an observation. It could have been, a, you know, a, a setup. Just, um, a, a, you know, <laughs> I'm going to, uh, gonna ready for a conversation hell i don't know <laughs> or or it could be a setup just like do you think you could put at least put some shorts on before you start getting into these in-depth conversations well i mean yeah but he thinks it's just the two of them i mean why would he care you know um for, you know personally none of us would probably care what we were walking around in if it was just us and you know <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Let's don't paint that picture. How about I'll just back out of that? Um, well, you know, you already said those are claw marks on his back. Uh, so. Well, they do look like it. They do look like it. Um, but yeah, it's, he just can't stay out of the news. So, you know, it's, uh, there'll probably be a lot of things that'll start unraveling out of that court. Uh, the Biden part of the world here fairly soon i i was told today uh this afternoon late that uh now there's some question about how often uh biden goes to delaware joe biden that is yeah. goes to Del he's making a lot of trips to delaware and people are asking for records of how many times he's been there since he's been in office, and they're not willing to share those records with anybody so what are, what does that matter though I, I don't really know, but for some reason, uh -huh. people were wondering how many trips he, I guess they're going along the lines of how little work is this president doing? Um, oh, well, he's got Kamala there. I mean, I'm sure. <laughs> well, let me say again, how little work this man is doing. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Where is the border? What do you want me to go where? Okay. Um, I'll, you just settle down, Joe. I'll figure it out, and I'll get back. We'll circle back around to that later. Right did now, you, I got a, I got a lunch break. The circle back. Uh, did you? Uh, I don't know. I didn't see tonight on the news whether uh, Alejandro Mayorkas uh, went yeah. down to the border today. I think he was supposed to go today. Uh, yeah, I'm supposed to. But, uh, I hope he didn't go to El Paso like Kamala uh, did, because that would be a wasted know. trip. The administration, I don't think, had good directions on where the actual border was that they needed to go to. They probably ended up in Canada. Um, <laughs> uh, and the Mounties are like, look, we told you once already, go back to where you came from. Uh, yeah, I love the argument that, you know, we're not letting Canadians come into the country, but yet, you know, we've got a million two hundred thousand that have come across yeah, the southern yeah. border. Yeah, you've only got probably four or five Canadians that want to come into the country, and, <laughs> but you've got, you know, uh, half a million down at the southern end of our border. So that makes a lot of sense. Jeez.
I mean, I kid- don't know how many how many Canadians have been terrorists um, or anything like well, that. <laughs> I mean, we need to probably dig that up. We'll get the research all over that. I'll put in a request. Well, yes. here's the thing: if you live if you live in Canada and you there's somewhere in the country you want to come to, just run down to Mexico and come in with the flow. With with flow, I with, tell, I with, thought she was dead. With the uh, with the flow. Oh oh, and I didn't mean flow from uh, the, the Alice. Uh, uh, yeah, I meant yeah, Alice. Not not flow from the progressive commercials. Oh no! Oh, do you remember Alice that that TV series? I do. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Kiss my grits. Yeah. Yeah. I guess all those people are dead now that were in that yeah, show. Pretty much, Mel. All <laughs> <of them. laughs> Mel. I think the place burnt down. Yeah. Yeah, he was on a bunch of shows too. So. Yeah, he was. I mean, we don't have sitcoms like that anymore. No. We uh, no. I was watching. Uh, we were watching cheers last night, some of the reruns of cheers. And there's so many things I can pick out in these episodes of, of cheers and <laughs> friends and, and Frazier that there's no way in the world that they would be able to air those things today. Uh, oh, I'm, no. I'm surprised they haven't outlawed them yet uh, because of some of the subjects they talk about and some of the phrases they use in these shows. But uh, I, I guess they just haven't focused on that yet. They're too busy trying to disrupt everybody else's lives and and uh, and uh, label everybody. Well, well, all right. well, well. Did you did you have anything else on your little ticker? No, that was all my ticker could talk. <laughs> Uh, I just had one little article here. It's talking about uh, landlords. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's just said the, uh, prot- protracted, I have to get my mouth oh, ready to yeah, say I that word. Protractor right here. Don't <laughs> you need, Pro- you send Pro- it over. I, I hated those things. Uh, protracted rent moratoriums are forcing small landlords out of business. I mean, there's, there's a, a good percentage of the population that just is getting out of the real estate business, which only means these people with just deep pockets are going to go in there and snap this other stuff up and, and then there'll even be more, uh, control over, you know, the pricing in this country, but it says in Michigan, more than 500 million in federal pandemic emergency assistance funds remain unspent with thousands of applications for aid, uh, you know, to, to help pay towards rent issues, uh, so, you know, if they allocated this money for people so they could pay their rent, why in the hell hadn't that money made it to the people? So then they in turn can pay it to the landlords. Uh, many of which, you know, all landlords are not rich property owners. Uh, a lot of them are mom and pop people who bought these properties for investment so they could use it for retirement income. <coughs> well, I, I know somebody who had, uh, their daughter, goes to college up in New York and they help had to help get help to help sign the lease for an apartment there because to qualify to get a, an apartment in uh, a good majority of the places in New York, you have to make 70 times the amount of rent 
<laughs> well, then why would you be reading? <laughs> well, exactly. But that's that's how insane it is to actually live in New York. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that um, um, there's there's places like that in California, too. Um, but, yeah, New York, it's, New York's out of control. Well, the experts are saying that the, that the fallout from this situation is going to end up really making it hard for people to rent apartments and houses in the future because landlords are going to want to build in some, uh, you know, protection for themselves, like requiring more of a uh, deposit on the on the house or apartment. Just just so if something similar happens again, they'll at least have some money that they can uh keep so uh, it says here that the national equity atlas estimates that landlords across the united states are owed more than 21 billion dollars in overdue rent oh wow 21 billion dollars now how how can you remove 21 billion dollars from a segment of our society and think that that's going to be healthy so um, hey oh hey part we thank you part we Thank you, Thank you so much. Hey, dude. Welcome. Welcome, dude. Um, yeah. Well, good night, and thank you for popping in. Yes. Pertwee. Good to see uh, your name again. pop up there, Pertwee. That's right. A good hope, and, and glad to see you and the wife here. Good. Yeah, I hope you all are doing great. Thank you. Um, let's see if there's anything else in there. It's a myth. It's a myth that... 3.6 million Americans may soon be made homeless. Two thirds of them could be paying their rent, but are not because they choose not to. They choose, they didn't choose to pay their rent or utility bills with all the stimulus money they received. Um, maybe a quarter of residential tenants have signed the eligibility affidavit for the emergency pandemic rent insurance. So only a quarter of the people, that yeah. seems odd. So, it? Uh, what's wrong with this picture? Maybe, maybe they shouldn't have sent the money to the to the people. So, are they sending the money to the 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 rent assistance to the individuals, and then they're supposed to turn around and pay it to the the landlords? Boy, I can see a problem with that right there. It seemed like it would have made payments directly to the landlords, but I don't know. It's uh, it's going to change the face of renting in this country for a long time to come if if some of these people don't recoup some of that money they've lost. Well, and the other thing is, and this is something I haven't heard anybody talk about, uh, and it's a question for you, Dennis Lee, because I know you're so knowledgeable on these things. Am I? Well... I was trying to give you a compliment, but oh, I appreciate uh, that. Um, what about, okay, so uh, owing the money is one issue. So what's to keep these landlords, you know, what else happens? What's, uh, what's another results of you being late on your rent or not paying your rent at all? Your credit score gets shared, yeah. Donald Wayne. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so nobody said anything about the credit score. And I'm just wondering, okay, if I owe somebody 13 months rent, <laughs> well, I think my, my credit, it probably doesn't even, it's not even in the double digits. <laughs> so No, no. Uh, uh, they're going to 
They're going to show that right away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you'll never be able to rent anywhere else. Well, yeah, especially when you have an eviction. Um, even if they haven't imposed the eviction yet, um, to have an eviction on your record, uh, that's just, just as bad as having bad credit. Yeah. So, hey, Chris. Hey, PBG. Hey, Chris. Hey, Jess. Manly. Hey, Anna. Hey, just uh, Hey, yeah. Dewey. <laughs> Dewey. But um, uh, yeah, you know, the people don't think about that. Their credit score. Yeah. So go ahead and don't pay the, all the rent you want. So here's what the here's what I think the Democrats are going to do next. Joe Biden and the, and those morons he's got running all of this stuff. They're going to say, "Oh, well, wait a minute now." We've got to do something about the credit score. We've got to make a law that says, well, they can't report these people for not paying their rent that affects their credit score. Watch it. I mean, I, I don't know why they haven't thought about it, but I guess they don't think about it until, you know, everything settles down and they realize that, okay, uh, you're not going to be able to get another apartment anywhere else. If, if, if your record shows you haven't paid rent in over a year. So, Who's going to let you live there? Eventually, this this rent control thing is going to go away, and these people are in hot water trying to move and go somewhere else. It's just a thought. I've not heard one person mention anything about credit scores on all yeah. these people that uh, that have not paid rent in a long time. So I'll have to I have to see if I can. I wonder who else I could ask that question to. Let me let me see if I can find somebody tomorrow. I'll uh, see if I can come up with an answer for that. So that was just a a fleeting mm. thing that entered my head, you know. Interesting, very interesting. Oh, as the crow flies, yes. Well, <laughs> all right. Uh, we've gotten to that point, Donald Wayne. Yes, we have. I've been to that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you talking yeah. about that point? Credit, credit redemption, credit redemption. Don't really topic in hand, but what article you posted on Facebook about gas prices may be cranky. Uh, you may <laughs> just stuck cranky, Donald Wayne. I'm sorry, uh, Jess. Very That's good. Been... Well, <laughs> d then wait till you read the one that I'm posting about uh, uh, the Colorado election. Uh, being fraudulent so <laughs> oh yeah 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 supposedly there's a whistleblower in colorado allegedly that, uh, that uh mike lindell has uncovered and has some juicy news about the colorado voting so wait till you read juicy. that one juicy juicy yeah you better get the towel out this is gonna get all over you double um, your was it double your trouble double your fun or double your pleasure Oh, I thought it's okay. That's better. <laughs> double, double your trouble. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, this is all a right. Family show, Donald Wayne. Yes. <laughs> all right. So you were. I'm sorry. I interrupted in the direction you were headed. Oh, am I? Oh, you no, gonna bring up? You gonna remind her about the contest? Oh, wait a second. Let me get my reminder on here because we are. Uh... Oh, my goodness. Really? Did you, did you lose know. it? Uh, well, hold on. Mm -hmm. The medicine's kicking in. But um, 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 um. Yes, Donald Wayne. <laughs> Would you let 
everyone know we have started a contest. Um, and what is you have to know the code name for tonight's show. What is the code name, Donald? Patriot. It's Patriot. What? I'm sorry, I can't hear you, Donald Wayne. Can't you feel us deep inside? Don't you want to yell it in the mountaintops? (laughs) It's Patriot. Oh, very good. Very good. Hey, and look, um, we It it, it could have something to do with Ella Fitzgerald in my ear. (laughs) It could be. Um, Could be. And and that's right. Uh, As far as Patriots go, a big shout out to our men and women in the armed forces and to our first responders and people in healthcare. Thank y'all so much. We appreciate what you do every day. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, But yes, yes, kind people. Remember the word patriot from tonight's show and you can enter into a contest. Well, how do I do that? You may say, well, you take the word patriot, go to Twitter, find um, uh, <laughs> find, find Trice Talk at uh, WG Moon and uh, find Trice Talk D. Lee and tweet one of us the word patriot and you will be entered in for a drawing to win Mark Levin's new book, American Marxism signed by donald wayne and moi and uh yeah it's just that easy we need to boost the uh followers on twitter and so, so can i just way? put a mark mark in the book can i just put an x in there uh whatever you'd like your mark to be donald wayne i'm thinking uh you know yes i won't tell you what i'm thinking you'll be okay. surprised it'll be one of a kind and someday it may bring you a certain value. I don't know. <laughs> it could be. It could be. I've been told before I was a collector. But yes, take Patriot, find us on Twitter, and tweet us the word Patriot, and you'll be entered for the drawing for that book. And um, I think we're going to do that for the next, what, four weeks, Donald Wayne? Well, we'll do it. Four weeks total, so I guess if you count yeah, four weeks tonight, total. so we'll um, have three more tries. The, yeah, only on the live shows, so only yes. on Thursday nights. So make sure to put that in your schedule. Um, but yes, so uh, <laughs> and that being said, you can find us on Twitter at Tristalk WG Moon and Tristalk D Lee. And Twitter us the word I, patriot. That that's such a weird word. Twitter us. Yeah, I'm not sure about I'm that. Sorry, um, <laughs> we've got to talk to you about your Twitter us. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd leave that's that horrible. one alone. Leave that's it alone. I got to jump out of there. Yeah. So uh, you can also email us at tristalk 69 pts at gmail dot com and uh, send us pictures. Oh, BP. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, send us suggestions for stories that you'd like to hear or comments about what you've heard. Um, you can also, I know it doesn't, does it, just uh, <laughs> You can also find us um, on Facebook, and you can follow us there. You'll get updates on new shows. 
um, you'll get, uh, we post all our shows there and we also post all the articles that we use along with some pictures. Um, and you can find us on these other outlets as well. Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, LinkedIn, Listen Notes, and Playa FM. Yes, we always do, BP, and thank you. Yes, um, he, would, he wouldn't keep bringing it up if he didn't like them, BP, so, you know. I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, um, look, we, we greatly appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Make sure to hit that follow button if you haven't, and um, we love you. Yes, well, it's been fun doing another live show tonight. Dennis Lee, we appreciate everybody that's joined us and uh, gone down that rocky road tonight. Oh, I love Rocky Road. You love Rocky Road? I figured you would. Is it the marshmallow that you like the best? Actually, it is, Donald Wayne, but I like okay. the uh, the fluff and the cream instead of a little you know, marshmallow itself. You need to have marshmallow cream. Nuts? Uh, I mean, it's appropriate. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we're going to, we plan to do at least one live show a week. So it most likely be on Thursday night. So, um, please join and we'll announce the winner next Thursday night, uh, for the contest. And now uh, this is not just listeners of this live show. You're listening to this podcast right now because you've gone and download it and are listening to it on the way to work or yes. you know, reading a book or wherever you may do that. We don't judge. Um, make sure to tweet us with the word Patriot and you will be entered as well. And it's much appreciated. Yes, indeedy. <laughs> All right. Well, no closing thought for tonight. We've, we've closed enough thoughts for one night. So I'm just going to key in the, uh, the boys here doing this uh, special song and uh, I'll see you Sunday night, Dennis Lee. Hope everybody has a great weekend. I got the bulb in my pocket. Stay safe, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.